You're listening to God's gift through His Word with Tanika Drake. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, that is so precious. This is Dr. D, and I'm telling you, I love how you describe that. Ladies, you have to be, um, what's the best word? Not just be, but you have to know that you are valuable. Oh my gosh, Ms. Drake, you have an awesome, awesome, powerful, I'm in tears because it's making me remember all the times that I knew I was valuable and I let this other human being have control over my soul. And I'm going to share with you some other things that God really revealed to me about that domestic violence and how it affects your soul. Your soul consists of your mind, will, and your emotions. And no one never should have that much control over you, ladies. God bless you, Miss Drake. Good morning, good morning, everyone. It's June 7th, 2018, and you are listening to God's Gift Through His Word with Tanika Drake. So on today, we are going to be still working and listening for the DV Spiritual Abuse. And today, we are going to look specifically at crisis. And of course, when you're in a domestically violent situation and also spiritual abuse, that could present a crisis in your life. And How do you deal with the crisis at hand? And there could be a multitude of crises that come. And I know for some of us, and not for everyone, not yet, but for some of us believers, we think that when we come to know the Lord and we start to follow him, that sometimes everything's just peachy. And that is not true. You have so many crises that come against you, whether it be financial, health, um, mental, emotional, physical, there's always something that is coming against you. So I'm just going to focus on a couple of scriptures. One is going to be from uh, Exodus 14, 14, and the other one is going to be Exodus, excuse me, the, the 14th chapter, 10th You know, it's amazing that I'm always having a frog in my throat. I'm not really sure what that's about. So, (laughs) it's amazing to me. So, I'm going to read these two scriptures. And of course, I always ask you to go back and check it for yourself. Make sure I was reading it correctly. Or maybe the translation you have may read a little different. So, um, the 10th verse I'm going to look at. Now, Pharaoh was near when the Israelites looked up and saw that the Egyptians had set out after them greatly frightened the israelites cried out to the lord and then verse 14 the lord will fight for you you have only to keep still so in a time of crisis there are so many things that can be going on and we since we're going to be talking about domestic violence we're going to look at that because that is a crisis you are in crisis and you don't know what to do from one moment to the next but you know You don't have to live in fear. So you have to give yourself a chance 
to not operate out of fear and lose your perspective about the abusive situation you're going through. Now, while you're in that situation, you know what you're in. Sometimes we don't want to admit that we're in an abusive situation, but you know, it's the mental, it's your mind that you have to really break down yourself to overcome that situation. It is your mental. So as soon as you get time to sit down and have some clarity, and my dad always would tell me, you know, get focused, you need to focus. So as soon as you get time and you have figured out that you're done, you've had enough, and you don't want to go with this anymore, you need to get very, very clear and very focused on what your next um, actions are going to be. And you have to make sure that those actions line up with how you're going to exit because this is a very dangerous situation and it can lead to death and it can lead to some harm to you. So always when you are leaving a domestic violence situation, make sure you're doing it in the safe uh, most possible way possible for you and your children because when you're leaving that is a very 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 <clears throat> excuse me very dangerous time when the abuser or the aggressor knows that you're leaving now they want to really really harm you more than before and some women and men um, are killed on, on leaving especially when they go and they tell the person that they're leaving you never want to do that so I know there's some places that say being silent is is good um, and being silent is golden when you are going through a domestic violence situation. It is key above everything. So if there's an argument, ladies, we're good for this and I'm going to speak to you guys. Um, we love to argue and we love to prove that we are right. During this time when you're trying to get ready to leave, do not say anything about that's why I'm leaving you in this. Don't mention anything. At this point, the silence in your tongue being quiet is going to keep your very life, literally. So I suggest to you, you keep it as a very, very, very tight secret and you speak nothing of it. Not in, not in even arguments. Don't show by revealing through your argument what you're planning to do because as soon as you reveal that um, you may not get another opportunity to leave so we must use our minds and be focused and get very very clear on what you're going to be doing and I read those scriptures because when the Egyptians were uh, after the children of Israel they were giving poor Moses such a hard time they were talking about why do you bring us out here and stuff we would have been better there and just just going on and on and on about how they felt and just giving Moses basically giving him the business so what I mentioned that is because sometimes in our minds we want to think that us going back if we've left the place we want to go back to it and think that back there was better when God's trying to take you to a new destiny when God's trying to put forth a new plan for your life you want to turn around and go backwards you want to go back to what you had and God is saying no you don't want to go back I'm taking you to a new place I'm doing a new thing in your life so I need you to go forward and press forward stop looking back because there's nothing back there everything that's back there is death desolate and nothing for you there <clears throat> so sometimes 
I even catch myself doing that, recalling certain things like, oh, I left this and that. But you know what? There's nothing there. You know, there's nothing there. Now that I'm in a different place, I can see that I, I was really being led by the Lord, the way he was doing everything. And this is the point where I'm just going to share a little bit of my story. And this might help someone. You know, when they, they talk about, um, and I guess it's just a saying that uh, when you first hear your first mind say something, if there's something going on, like maybe a test, and your first mind gives you the answer, <clears throat> excuse me, but you second guess it, you never want to second guess your first mind because your first mind is usually always right. And when you hear a particular voice and you're in tune with the Lord, He will truly speak to you especially when he knows something is not right. And he's trying to tell you, he's trying to warn you. So here, I'm going to give you some of my story. The day that I was getting ready to leave <clears throat> and I was considering um, staying at the job I was at and I was living in Arizona and I was considering just staying and, and, and you know, working it out and not working out with the, the significant, just working out for myself and just, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to like figure out everything for myself, just maintain my career, maintain a place for the children. Just, I was just ready to just do it by myself. But as I was sitting at my desk, and I'll never forget it, there was a still small voice that said, you need to leave. And the way it came was a sense of urgency like it was so calm but it gave me that sense of urgency like there is something going on you need to get yourself in action like now so after I got that um, that beautiful voice <laughs> that told me what was going on I started action I went and spoke to my bosses told them what I was planning to do <clears throat> and that I needed to leave after I did that, I went forth and started doing stuff about my kids' schools, removing them from where they need to be removed from, and started packing up and getting things done. No longer had I um, been just sitting there at my desk just wondering. I was in action. I was in action because I knew that was something from God. I knew that. I knew it wasn't crazy talk. I knew that. So I'm getting myself together. And let me tell you, that day that I had everything planned out, I had everything planned out and I was working and I was doing everything. I stayed to the job till the certain day that I needed to like leave. And I had already had the kids done everything. And I had given myself a time of when I'm going to leave at three o'clock. I remember the time at three o'clock. I gassed up my vehicle, had my kids packed up everything. And we headed out. <clears throat> then the estranged had called me it called me it said something specific which let me know god i'd already known what he was going to do he called and said to me where are you and he also had somebody with him now think about that if i had stayed i would have met him and this other individual coming to where we live now how would that be me as one person two people and in a place where there's no help for me there's no family and <clears throat> excuse me law enforcement was already not doing their job what chance did i have to really win in that situation 
so after learning about what that was, I was like, Lord, that, that was you because that was going to be really bad. That was going to be very, very bad for me and a very ugly situation. And God gave me that, that urgency, like there's something bad going to happen. You need to get yourself out of here. Don't be trying to hang on to this job. Don't be trying to hang on to the house. Don't be trying to hang on to the, you get yourself, you get your kids, you get up out of here. And thank God I did. And I moved and I felt better for it. And it's just like God gives you the time. Like he will cover you and protect you. But after a while, you have to be obedient and listen. Because when he says move, you move. You don't second guess God and say, ah, maybe I might move tomorrow. And to when he says move, when he tells you to do something, you must listen. It is very imperative that we, we listen and know the difference between is it your mind telling you <clears throat> to leave or is it God? Because me, I knew it wasn't me telling me to go because I was trying to hang on to my career. I wanted to stay. I was like, no, I can make this work. I can I can make it work as a strong woman, independent. I can make it work. But when God speaks to you, you must listen. You must. Because that can make a very big difference within literally life and death of your life if you don't listen. So God, he always shows you and lets you know what to do and when to do it. So like I said, again, you just have to listen and your faith is going to be tested during crisis. This is the only thing that you can do. And God may even be testing you if he's asking you to leave and telling you to leave even, not even asking, telling you to go. And you sit there and fight against that. What was going to happen at the end? You have no idea. So it's always better to be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And when you have children and you're in this crisis, you need to consider them. You need to consider yourself because safety is paramount. And someone who's harming you is not keeping you safe. Clearly they have kept you unsafe and in a very bad and detrimental way to yourself. So with all that being said, God fights your battles for you. You don't have to do anything. You just have to sit there. Just like the scripture said, God will fight your battle for you. You just have to sit there and be quiet. Well, God fights something for you. You just have to sit back and watch like, wow, Lord. Wow. And I had an incident uh, just recently where someone was, was telling me about a person. And I just sat there and was in awe. Just listening. God was fighting that battle for me. And I don't have to say anything. I didn't have to say anything, but, oh, really? <laughs> when God does it, when God is in charge, when you let God order your steps and you don't go before him, he will direct your path in so many good ways you have no idea. Let him orchestrate your path, even when things don't look right, even when things do not look right. Look, there is all so much going on in my life, but I just have to say thank God because I know that he's going to take care of it. Even when I don't know what's going on from one minute to the next, God does. And thank God he knows everything and he knows how everything's going to turn out. You just got to trust in it, not just believe on it, but trust he's going to work it out. Use that faith you got and to trust it. Have faith in action. Be calm, focused, and clear. And God will direct your path if you listen. Get in your word. Focus on him. Pray fast. Do. 
in faith, not looking at what you see with your natural eyes because your natural eyes can deceive you. God sees. You have to stay in faith that you see yourself in a better predicament, in a better situation. Not looking at, oh, I'm stuck in this right now. This is bad and feeling bad about yourself. You can do it. You can come out. You can come out of that situation if you only believe in you. Start focusing on yourself and know that God has made you a beautiful creation. You don't have to take somebody else's abuse. It's not necessary. Excuse me. And you have to start getting your own self-esteem lifted up. That's what happens when you start to feel less about yourself. You start to accept certain things. But then after, after you realize that that is not what you want, that you have had enough of being talked to and treated poorly, that is when you will make the change. And that's the only time you'll make the change. So I hope this is helping you during whatever crisis you might be going through. It may not even be domestic violence. You might just have a crisis. It might be financial, maybe physical in your health. But whatever the crisis, know that God's got you. God is not going to leave you nor forsake you. And he knows your situation and your circumstance. So when you know that he knows then you know he's going to bring you out. When you know that he knows, you know he's going to work it out. When you know that he knows, you know you're going to be all right. It's just a test. So get your clarity, get your focus, get your perspective, focus it all on God, make it a vertical thing, up and down, not horizontal, because when you get your up and down, which is the vertical, when you get that part of your life right, Everything horizontal will just flow. God will take care of the rest. Just make sure you're right with him. And he's got you for everything. So I hope that you guys will be blessed, motivated, and inspired today to do something that God has put on your heart. And remember, you don't have to stay where you don't want to. But be clear. Be focused. Be safe. Be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what God has placed on your heart. So I hope you guys will have an amazing day. And for any of you that may be listening and you find yourself in a toxic situation, an abusive situation, maybe even spiritual abuse, and you don't know what to do, I'm going to give you the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233, which is also spelled SAFE, S-A-F-E. Give them a call if you feel that you are in a crisis of domestic violence or toxic behavior happening against you. Have an amazing Thursday, everyone. And I will see you back tomorrow. Hey, everybody. This is your girl, the guru, Lupus Warrior, and you're listening to Tanika Drake. Tanika, thank you for taking the keys to my kingdom. It's always a blessing to listen to your beautiful words. Peace.